everyone, it's the Lollygagging Podcast with Rick and Dave. And now here are your hosts, Rick and Dave. Hello, Dave. Hey, Rick. How's it, how's it going? Good, good. How is everyone who's listening? We're all good. Okay, great. See, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think anybody actually listens to this show. I don't think right. so either. So I want to do a test, right? So if you're if you're a listener to this show and you're not me or Dave, send Dave hate mail. Well, <laughs> just proof that people are listening. So just send Dave some hate mail, um, you know, electronic or otherwise. Wow. Well, in that case, it seems that all of my ex-girlfriends have been listening uh, nonstop. <laughs> How you doing, Rick? I'm fine. I, I, I don't know if I want you to edit this show anymore, Dave. Why not? Well, because I always come out looking a fool. Why, what, whatever do you mean, Rick Beerman? Well, uh, you appear to do some heavy editing of these shows. No, I assure you that these shows are not edited in any way. Hey, yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, I think you're right. Oh, I think you're unbelievable. Blah, 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 blah. Hello, baby. Thank you. A lot of people seem to think that you can read good. I do not. I have no clue. Hello. You don't understand. You're never going to get my hot and sweaty, but good. It, it might happen. I can't tell because I'm easy. As long as I don't have to be hospitalized after that. Thank you. Baby crap. Baby crap. Baby crap. Thank you. But okay. So what you been doing? Um, not a lot. It is now uh, for our viewers, for our listeners. Um, it is February, early February, and um, I have been uh, working on the 365 day challenge for the language learners for, or yeah, the language learners website, and that's, that's been going okay. Not as well as I had hoped. Um, my my current languages are Indonesian and Polish, and I'm finding that Polish is losing a little bit of momentum, partially because I don't feel like there's as much urgency until I know if the polyglot gathering is going on. And what else? Um, still doing Indonesian, uh, just kind of refreshing. I've been doing, I've been working with Closed Master, but I've kind of lost momentum with that because I find that it's great for refreshing and kind of reinforcing, but I'm not learning as much from it. And so mm-hmm. I need I need to redirect my uh, study time to, you know, towards more uh, official learning resources like textbooks or you know language lessons and, and things like that so um but i'm 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 still i'm still still working on them it's just they've they've gotten a bit uh slower uh due to other other life things and and now by, by the time uh, everyone hears this i will have a brand new puppy so that is going to take take some uh, take some time out of my day but i'm actually actually just talking about it now i'm thinking about using indonesian or polish commands for when i train the dog there's a thought yeah, that'll be popular. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. My my partner Lisa uh, knows some Indonesian, so that actually might be a good way for us to kind of reinforce our Indonesian that we that we have. But right now, just life as usual. The job is going quite well. Um, we're we're ramping things up. We're we're getting momentum with language revitalization, but still still things are a little bit nebulous. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just life life as usual. Just still during quarantine and still dealing with. Just life. So that's that's me in a nutshell. And what what about you, Rick? You are all the way across the pond. Oh well, you know, my busy schedule during this lockdown has just been, you know, unbelievable. So yeah, basically I get up, I putter about, I go for a walk, I putter about some more, I watch a load of Korean dramas and then I go to bed. That's pretty much my <laughs> every day at the moment. And and how is that different uh, than uh, before the quarantine? Uh, I didn't putter about. Oh, okay. So you're getting extra puttering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
double double the puttering time. Well, I, how's your Korean? I have it on uh, I have it on good authority that you're uh, watching uh, dramas and understanding them and and sort of really really getting getting uh, what Korean is all about at least for their writing system. Oh yeah 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 no problem. Now I I I, I well I suppose a, an update would be basically I've been learning Hangu, which is the alphabet. And I'm trying to memorize the sounds associated with the alphabet symbols. It's it's very consistent and very logical, which is useful. So it's way better than when I was trying to learn Chinese characters. So you don't just memorize it. Once you've memorized the alphabet, that's it. You're good. And then you can just construct words from the alphabet. And because it's very phonic, like, you know, when you read, it's broken into syllables. So you can read the, each syllable once you know the pronunciation so it is very consistent and logical and easy um so what i did recently was i downloaded an article from one of the korean newspapers and i printed it out and um more or less at random because i don't know what it says uh, and i basically just been sort of transcribing each word uh, well syllable and then word into the sound and then trying to work out what it is and then look it up in a dictionary but yeah it's very consistent and much uh, more logical as a writing system than like Chinese, for example. And then, yeah, I watch a lot of dramas. And what I try and do there is I don't understand everything and I'm still watching with subtitles, but I try and pick out words that come up a lot and then try and work out what it means. Um, so obviously, hello and thank you come up a lot. It's easy to identify. And then, you know, you're just trying to work out words like we, him, them, us, there, here, etc. And then try and try and listen to it but what i've done in addition is not just try and pick out words they're saying i've i've tried to find a word a common word that i think is likely to come up and listen for it you know like there and then just try and listen for it during an episode or two and see if it's happening so yeah i mean i don't understand most of what's happening or going on without the subtitles so but i do attempt to learn words whilst watching it so it isn't just an exercise in watching tv with subtitles are you are, when you use the, the subtitles do they help do they are they consistent enough with what's being said or do you find the translations you know we talked about this before where the, you know, the translations can sometimes be very uh very loose when, so what, what are you finding with uh, the, the subtitles i have no clue because i don't know what they're saying uh, <laughs> but i suspect it's not accurate and 100 percent of the ones i've watched because they used some english idioms like english language idioms and i think that's probably not what they said they probably did use an idiom but it was a korean one you know but somebody has translated into the closest approximate idiom so i don't think it's 100 percent, but i think obviously they do their best yeah like you know german like in german if you want to say i'll cross my fingers you say I'll, I'll press my thumbs. And so, yeah, a lot of things do not translate word for word, but uh, idea for idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's happening, but I can't tell because I'm not far enough into it to be able to work that out. Are you, are you using Clothesmaster at all? I started using it for the for the Korean. But the problem is that, um, again, I don't because I'm really very much at the start. I don't have enough uh, of a base. That's part of the reason that I started to learn the alphabet first because in the closed master system for korean the words are not romanized they are in hangu so i thought well i, I need to recognize 
the alphabet first. So I'll probably go back to it. Like I, I started it for a while. I was doing like a half hour here, there, but I think I'll drop that until I'm more familiar with the alphabet. And then I think it'll be much better because I'll be able to read and listen when they do the pronunciation and I will, because they're asked, because so they give you a sentence. If for anybody who's not familiar, they give close master gives you a sentence, and then uh, one of the words is blank, and you're supposed to close it off. In other words, you're supposed to answer what that word is before you, you know, press the button. When they give you an op, you, well, you can either type it in or they give you the option to do multiple guess. Um, but but you would need to know the other words. You know what I mean? You need to read. You need to be able to read it. So even if you're using the multiple guess, you need to be able to look at the four answers and work out what the word is. So I'll probably return to Close Master in maybe another couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm finding, uh, uh, you know, I think I mentioned Close Master. It, does, it doesn't really, uh, it, it, it's fun, but it, it's, it really only helps when you know the vocabulary. And I'm at the point with Indonesian where... Um, you know, I, I know most of the vocabulary that's in the entire sentence, which is great. So it's great reinforcement. But after a while, I'm just kind of clicking through and, and getting points for something that I already know, um, even when I when I move the sentences up to like 100 percent. And then with Polish, it's, uh, you know, again, like you were saying, you have to know all the other words around it. And um, a lot of times I can guess, but you know, because it'll, it'll, you know, the sentence will be uh, we are going to, the, you know, to the aquarium i don't know what aquarium is but if, if the missing word is we are going i can i can recognize the conjugation endings and and kind of cheat that way so I've, I've found that i cheat more or i take the easy way out with uh with closed master and you and i have a have a, a mutual friend who suggests doing the fill in the blanks rather than the multiple choice but that's beyond me right now so um, well yeah, yeah i mean that's what i used to do that for italian and it was really good i mean it's very very helpful so if you if you're using a close master and you don't do the multiple guess, you actually type in the thing. It's really, really good. And it helps reinforce your memory and your spelling and all that stuff is really great. But again, I was much further ahead in Italian to the point where I could spell a word, you know, with no sort of clues. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, no hints or whatever. I, I could just, oh, yeah, I know that word and type it in. You, you have to be a bit more advanced to use those options, I think. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, th I mean, someday I'll, I'll get there, but right now I'm finding that my, it, it, it's not a good use of my time or energy to go that route. Um, but I, I do like Close Master and I really love the idea of someday just beating both, both of you um, with the high score. So, but uh, you know, someday. Unlikely. Unlikely. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Are you like in the top like hundred still? Uh, yeah. Even after I quit doing it. So. Yeah. Well, but that's because I did it consistently for about a year and a half every day. You know, so that's I racked up a lot of points. Well, here, you, you, you propose something to our listeners. So if there's anyone out, out there listening to show us that you're listening, go to Close Master, sign up uh, and then uh, just totally uh, crank on that until you beat Rick's score. Yeah. Send, send him packing. You should do Dave's score because it won't take you more than an hour. No. Oh, oh yeah. No, I, I don't I don't think I have a weekly score for this week um, <laughs> or, or probably for this month. And uh, yeah, so if you, yeah, you'll definitely, yeah, just log on and you'll beat me with those right away. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I had an interesting conversation with Chris Broholm. Yeah, the word on the street is that you, uh, you had an interesting conversation with uh, Chris Broholm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go drinking with him. It was electronic, so it was easy. Um, okay. Safer, you know. 
A lot of people seem to think that feeling Chris Brohom consistently was easy, but I have no idea. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, well, basically, he wanted to know, you know, um, just to, to cover off things like, well, if we could get some advice for people who were struggling with sort of feeling pressure to do something just because you're um, you're locked in. Do you know what I mean? So you've spent your whole life saying you're going to write the great American novel and now you've been locked in for a year. Why don't why haven't you written this novel? You know, and a lot of people are feeling a lot of pressure to do that. And we were just talking about things around that area quite a bit because that was a, sort of an interesting topic to cover during this time period and, you know, how to keep yourself busy, how, how not to put pressure on yourself and that sort of thing. When, but you have to listen to the show, Dave. If you want to know any more, listen to the show. When, when will it be posted? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, believe me. When, as soon as it's uh, posted, I will. Uh, I will be the first one listening. I suppose I should have asked. Oh well. <laughs> well, I think I think the vast majority of my episodes will probably just be beeping. Beep. <laughs> you son of a. <laughs> Where did you get the poop? <laughs> Yeah, I thought you said to said the best thing about Chris Brown was, but I'm not. I, yeah. No, that was your. All oh, right. Yeah. No, I, I did away with that. I missed, when you when you uh, when you had, I'll 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 find an old picture of you with. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, and you and I you and I had uh, talked about that uh, just earlier before recording, uh, just about like being productive, but you know avoiding avoiding the pressure of feeling like you have to be productive. You know, and it, it's one thing to have a lot of free time, but it's also another thing to have a lot of free time in a time like this where things are uncertain. And, you know, it's it's very easy to just not, you know, not be in a good mental state. Yeah, it can, you know, it is difficult. So I don't I don't think people should blame themselves if they don't accomplish everything they ever thought they were going to do when they got time off, you know, because it just doesn't happen, really. Other things interfere. You know, things come along or you just don't feel like it, you know, so yeah. it happens. Yeah. And I, th- and I think it's not just one single person. I think, you know, I mean, the fact that, that you know, you and I are part of a, a bigger community of people who study. Uh, and I think we, you know, we feed off of each other's energy. We feed off of each other's momentum and progress. And, and when one person kind of loses that momentum, then I think uh, everyone else feels it in, in a way. Um, so I think, you know, we're feeding off of a community that isn't producing as as many results as we used to. And I think so there's this collective uh, malaise, I think. Well, I mean, a lot of people seem to think that, like, you know, you, because you got all this time, you, you're going to be able to learn a language or whatever quickly and easily. And, oh, yeah, you know, what is the, what's the phrase? The road, in, road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm going to I'm going to study for seven hours a day. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. I do. Yeah, because I'm watching like six hours of Korean dramas. So you're going to hell fast. Oh, I was already going there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that, that, that's another thing is that is that you know, uh, uh, an expression that I like is, you know, what, what is it? Good is the enemy of no. Perfect is the enemy of good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and people people have these grand plans, especially when you think, oh, I've got nothing else to do, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna study, you know, a million hours. It's like, well, no, you don't, you don't have to. And at some point, there is a, what is it, a law of d- diminishing returns, where if you study for an hour, that might give you a good foundation. If you study for two, you might burn yourself out, 
or you know start doing you know doing more harm than good and so i think people need to be realistic about not filling all this time with something that they think they should be doing you yeah. know i mean i still i you know I, I've, I've been kind of choking on the 365 day challenge but i'll still you know i'll still get maybe five minutes of, of flashcards in at some point i can't count that towards my my daily goal but you know it's it's still something i'm still refreshing things i'm still fine-tuning the words that i haven't fully nailed down so and it helps, you know. It's it's a little a little is is better than nothing. Well, and I gave that sort. Of, I gave that advice to somebody who, believe it or not, doesn't learn languages um, and has absolutely no interest in learning other languages, other than quite possibly Java or C plus plus. But he he basically is having a, a similar sort of deal. You know, he's he's locked in. He's he's sheltering with his mother is elderly, so he's sheltering with her and things and. Um, so he was saying, you know, I'm just, I'm just coasting along. I'm not really doing anything. I don't know what to do. And I was saying, well, just pick something and do it for five minutes, like whatever one of his projects that he wanted to do. And I'm so I will skip all of those other ones and just pick this one and just do it for five minutes. And if you've done it for five minutes, then that's it. Your day is complete. You know, you set a, a small goal. Because the thing is, like we, I think I've said this before, when I was doing marathon running, they always tell you. You don't feel like doing it. Just go out and run for five minutes. And if you if you still don't want to do it, just turn around and come home. But the thing is, once you're out there and you've been running for five minutes, then you're already hot and sweaty and you're already, you know, and most of the time you just carry on um, and you finish your run. But if you do really honestly feel sick, then you turn around. It's probably a good thing that you've come back, you know. So just try it for a little while. And then if you, if you can't stand it, stop but if you're you know you, you get in you're on for five minutes and you're on a roll well you can just carry on and get stuff done yeah yeah agreed agreed i mean it's a there's a hungarian expression minden kezet nehez which is um every beginning is hard and i and i suffer from this where doesn't, like doesn't I, that mean don't take your ox to the milk shop well idiomatically yeah yeah oh, it's, uh, it's 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 yeah it's the it's the, the literal translation but you know right, okay. you, you kind of interpret it as every beginning is filled with sawdust Right. Okay. Yeah. But but no, and, and that's the problem I have is that I. Um, Dave, uh, I just want to apologize to anybody who are Hungarian listener, <laughs> assuming, assuming we have one. Yeah. I, and if you are a Hungarian listener, don't forget send Dave hate mail. Uh, yes, yes. Send it to uh, uh, Dave Bryan, care of Rick Dearman in uh, the UK. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go on. Carry on. So anyway, I was saying, Sorry, that's Hungarian rap. Rapulok, they are a Hungarian rap band from like the 90s. They're awesome. Anyway, no, but the thing the thing that I suffer from is is starting something, is that I feel uh, overwhelmed or that I have to finish something else or that I have to reserve a lot of time to start doing something for the day. So I may be doing, I may be doing um, like practicing piano or uh, lately I've been, I've been excited about jazz drumming. So I really want to start doing that, you know, but it's like, Oh, I'm gonna have to set this up or I'm gonna have to have this, this much time to really get like my scales in. And it, it, it starts turning into a project. And so I have this project mentality where it's like, Oh, this is going to really take a lot of time. And, you know, it, and I also, talk myself out of it because I'm like, well, if I do it for five minutes, is that really going to be enough? But the, the trick is, and I and I still haven't fully absorbed this, is the trick is that once you start, then you're like, hey, this is fun. Hey, I'm going to take another five minutes. Or hey, here's something else I need to work on. And you forget about that that time constraint. 
I mean, unless there's something like, you know, on the calendar or something that you have to do, I, I do find that just starting, if I can get, if I can get started, then I'm okay for the most part. But, you know, I still have, uh, I still have that, that mental block. What's that phrase? Begun is halfway done. Yeah. Half done is half one or something. Uh, like that. Yeah. It's a German one. It's like something started is already one. I think, I don't know. My, my German's rusty because I haven't done it in a while. Sue me. <laughs> okay. Also, while you're sending hate mail, sue oh. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> even even though the exit of this show actually says, don't sue us. <laughs> right. Hey, by the way, Rick, do you, would you like to insert any profanity? Just, do you want to, like, just release? Do you just want to let... Yeah. So, I, I, need, I, need, I need some good closing edit, uh, edit material. Uh, I'm sure it'll come up. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll, I'll find something from a past episode. So... Or just so, steal clips from Cross Pro Homes. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't sued us for all of our uh, smack talking about. Uh, I, I, he did offer to come on the show, actually, but I, I think that was a ruse just to get back at us. <laughs> when, tra- when travel opens up, we should go visit him. What in Portugal? Yeah, possibly, but as long as I don't have to drink. Wait, 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 wait! Put put Rick back on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I want to drink him with Chris Broham. Okay. Okay. You, you can, you, we'll only we'll only hang out with him for half the time. How does that sound? <laughs> sounds, sounds like I'd, I'd need to be hospitalized after that. So anyway, so so we're meant to be talking about languages. Yeah. Well, anyway, so so yeah, back to being productive. It's um, yeah, no, I, I think it's really good to kind of be mindful of of just not yeah, not 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 feeling you have to use this, you have to fill this time with projects and being productive and coming out with a uh, measurable level of language knowledge or or any other any other you know skill or ability but at the same time it's also uh, I have to be mindful of using my time uh, wisely and not just taking it easy and again I don't have like tons of downtime but it's really easy to watch some tv and then watch some more and you know if it's if it's a quality show or if it's something educational then that's one thing but, but I'm watch just, it in russian or polish or indonesian <laughs> exactly exactly and, and i've been using you know i've been using dvds a little bit more to watch mo- new movies movies that, what, are, that what we, are those oh uh there are these uh thing, these round flat things from uh the last century that oh, right. yeah i think my granddad yeah, used to use them. yeah they used to put put um, movies but on those the one with the grooves on them no, 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 you're going back a little too far. Those were LPs. All right. And uh, those came out around the time of talkies. You remember those? Those were movies on a big screen that actually had sound. Uh, anyway, no, but I've, I've, I've got some more DVDs that, yeah, just, just putting the subtitles on, it's a passive learning, but it's some exposure. And it's better or than... Are you, just... are you using uh, subs to SRS? No, I, you know, I haven't gotten that far. That's, that's just more work for me. And it does, I, I don't, I don't get the full benefit of that that other people might yeah it's just it's just it, it's more more work than benefit so so i like the i like the dvds and i will write down words and i'll look them up i do need to do more of that but but again it's just it's just if that's going to be my downtime get a little something out of it without you know without putting pressure like oh i need to learn 100 words from this show it's just it's you know just kind of in, inching towards infinity basically just a little bit at a time and you know at the end of the year i'll look back and see Okay, I've, I've accumulated some vocabulary. I can put it in context. You know, I can apply it in Clothes Master when I go to, go to it. 
So it's just, it, it's, I think, little steps. Uh, a little bit is good. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to do it for seven hours unless you're Rick Dearman watching Korean dramas. But, you know, mm-hmm. hey. Interesting he was talking about that because uh, I was reading my friend um, who was talking about, you know, coasting. He sent me this thing, uh, a link to this blog site, this guy, um, Here Dragons Abound blog <laughs> site, right? Um, no, well, the guy does, he does a, um, an interesting thing where he's, he's writing apps that do uh, computer generated maps and things for like um, you know Dungeons and Dragons but or for anything like fantasy maps or you know whatever you know but basically computer generated mapping and he he uses this thing uh, he talks about a, a thing called the forever project and it's really interesting so he he so a forever project is, as the name applies, something you would work on forever, right? So it's an open-ended topic that you would you would constantly do. He's not the first person to talk about this, but it's a really interesting concept. And so basically, you don't obviously have forever to work on any project. But if you did, it sort of removes all the pressure to, you know, quote-unquote, accomplish something. So if you had infinite amount of time, obviously, you could, you know... Divert, you know, could distracted for months at a time reading about you know how trees grow or whatever uh, if you're you know what if your project is to learn how to do furniture you know if that's your forever project then spending four months learning how trees grow um isn't a waste of time whereas typically we would think that as, as a waste of time or a distraction from you know what you're trying to accomplish so I think it's a really interesting idea, you know, this sort of the idea of a forever project. So if you were, uh, I don't know, if you if you're learning a language and say you're going to learn uh, Hungarian and you look at it as a forever project, then you wouldn't. It's not a big deal if you go off into the entomology of, you know, six or eight different words and spend, you know, a month looking into that. You know what I mean? But anyway, it's a really interesting concept of, of how to sort of run a a project in your life anyway completely divergent um but there you go <laughs> that, that, that's interesting i'll send you a, we'll put a link in the show notes and you can read his blog but it is very interesting and it's okay to get distracted and go off on a tangent for a little while you know and and it's and it's no big deal so it's well, an interesting thing and it keeps your level of motivation high as well because you don't need to worry about a tangible progress of things happening it's it's no big deal anyway <laughs> yeah well no I, I, th- I think it applies really well to languages because people think you know that that learning a language is like you want to learn a language you have to learn everything in the language and that yeah. um you know realistically a language takes it does take forever to learn i mean i'm still learning english but and the nice thing is like with with my language goals generally i just you know like, like I'm, I'm like i want to learn 500 words and that you know, I start from there, and then anything else after that is gravy. It, 500 words will not allow me to speak in any given context, but it will give me a good start. And yeah. it's really nice to know that I don't have to, that learning a language can be whatever you want. And I think, it, especially with people in quarantine, if they say, oh, I want to learn a language, again, it's just this this huge forever concept. And you know, you don't have to learn a language. You can learn a little bit about a language. You can learn the basic phrases or, you know. Well, one of the things, what you were saying really resonates because recently we had a discussion on the forum about how how can I become a native speaker in this language? And basically the answer was you can't uh, unless you were born there because 
you're never going to get the cultural and societal context that a lot of these things happen in unless you actually grew up with that. I mean, I've been in, living in England for a long time and lots of times people say things and I still I don't get it I'm like what? <laughs> and it's because, you know, they're talking about some TV show that they watched when they were five. Well, I never saw that because I was in a different country and I don't I don't understand the reference. So, you know, as a forever project and in, in Hungarian, if you were if you were decide to take three months out and look at Hungarian television shows from the 60s, you know, to get cultural feedback then that's a good thing. But you're not technically learning the language, but you are sort of because you're learning the context in which that language is used. So anyway. Agreed. And, and we, you know, we learn, you know, native speakers learn language a certain way. And when you're an adult, you can't, you just can't learn the language that way. So you'll never be able to catch up in that way. But you, you still have, there are still ways to learn the language as an adult that, you know, there are, you know, there are hacks, there are shortcuts, there are tips and tricks and everything. Um, so in some ways, you can learn a language or parts of a language faster. You know, if, if I tell you, well, this is, you know, this, this, you know, it's the subject, object, verb, word order, bam, you've got a formula you can use. You know, whereas you, you, you can put sentences together right away as opposed to needing to be alive for a year and a half before speaking your first words. So, you know, yeah. there's, there's a little give and take. And I, I totally agree uh, that, um, you know, there, 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 there are different, you know, like different ways to learn the language. And sometimes you're just not going to learn it the way that you want to. But there's a great piece of advice for uh, investing for your retirement. And the, uh, you know, the, the, the line goes, the best time for you to start investing, you know, in your retirement is in your early 20s. The second best time to start is right now. And, you know, the same applies to language. It's like it would have been great if you had learned as a native speaker. But since you can't just start now. And where, where did you hear that, Dave? I'm curious. I heard that from. Well, I've heard that from a number of people. people because, who, you know, there's a Chinese traditional folk saying, which is when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? <laughs> when's yeah. the second best time today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, I'm sure. I'm sure it comes from that. I'm sure. I'm sure those are. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's a there are many it's, many of those. But anyway, yeah, and it, and it, and it's, it's great advice. And I think sometimes you know, it, it it almost sounds cliche, but at the same time, it's true. And I really try and and keep that keep that in mind when I'm when I when I want to study a language or when I want to do a project and I want you know I start thinking you know oh this is a project I want to learn and and you know and I want to be really good and. I'm constantly kicking myself for not having started sooner, but I have to I have to picture myself a year from now thinking, how would I feel about not starting now? And that that sometimes helps motivate me. It's like, where do I want to be a year from now? And the me from a year from now, when is he going to be happy that I started? And it's always it's always going to be right now. So I don't have know if you, that makes Have you ever heard of the stages of competence? Um I, I so know the stages of incompetence. There's, there's, yeah, you're well aware of that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so there's four stages. There's uncom unconscious incompetence. So yeah. you don't understand or know how to do something, and you don't even recognize the fact that you don't know how to do it, and you may even deny the usefulness of it. And then there's conscious incompetence. So this is where you actually you don't understand how to do whatever or understand it, but you recognize that it's a deficiency, that, that it's a skill that you do not have. And then there's conscious competence where 
you do know how to do some things, but your skill or knowledge requires a lot of comp- you know, concentration. It's very difficult, and there's heavy conscious involvement in executing it. And then there's unconscious competence. So you've done it so much that it's just second nature and, you know, it's easy to do. So like when you're a baby, driving doesn't even come in. You know, it's unconscious incompetence. When you're a teenager, you're conscious incompetence. You want to drive, but you don't know how. And then you take lessons and that's conscious competence. Like, you know, you, you, you can drive the car, but, you know, the instructor's there with you and, you know, you can do it and you have to concentrate and focus on it. And then unconscious competence is when you literally drive home, even though you were supposed to be going to the grocery store, just because, you know, you started to think about something else and you just literally drove yourself home. It sounds familiar, but I don't know. Where where, where have you heard this from? Or is this... Well, is I'm it, looking at it now on Wikipedia, but it's a, it's a psychological four stages of competence. So it's one of those hierarchy of competence, it's called. But but a lot of people, I mean, you know, when you go through language learning or whatever, you know, like when I was doing Italian, I didn't realize that I should ever learn Italian before I went to Italy and worked out that, crap, I need to know Italian to speak to these people. You know, so I basically moved up to those levels as you go, you know. You openly say, like for Korean, I want to be at the at the level four, you know, the unconscious competence. Or I mean, do you? Well, outline- no, see, that's 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 the thing. So my goal there is not uh, unconscious competence, where I could just literally just talk in Korean or read Korean or do whatever, or even teach others how to do it. You know, that that level I have no interest in. Really, I'm interested in step three, which is conscious competence. Like I understand how to do it. It's really difficult. And if I concentrate, I could do it because I'm not I'm I'm sort of aiming at a touristy just above touristy level. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm going to get to the point where I would move to being really competent at it. It it might happen if I had another 50 years. And the other thing is you might get it really interested and really intrigued. And then at that point, then you start to invest a lot more time and energy into it. So so a lot of this competency thing also would depend on your motivation. You know, how do do I really want to get to this level? I guess I mean, for me, I I, I, kind of like these these levels, but at the same time, they couldn't be anything I could I could strive for. They would be things that I would have to identify after the fact. Like once I got competent in a language, then I could look back and say, hey, okay, now I'm actually at that point. Whereas if I, you know, knowing me, I would want to say, okay, I want, I want to be at a level three. I want to be at a, a you know, I want to be competent, but not, not unconscious, I guess a conscious competence. Conscious um, competence, where you're basically concentrate and you can do it, but it's not second nature. Yeah. And so, but I would never, I would never know when I reach that point. If I'm if I'm look if I'm looking to reach that point, I'm like, am I there yet? Am I there yet? I don't think I would ever get there um, if I focus on it. So I would have to actually get to that point and then evaluate. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of this does. You know, this is a this is like recognizing after the fact because the unconscious incompetence, it, you don't understand, know, or even realize that you can't do it. It, it was one that somebody, some U.S. president said, I think something about. Um, there's the known and then there's the there's what you know and there's what you don't know and then there's you know the unknown unknowns there's the things you don't know that you don't know (laughs) exactly exactly well and 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 to bring it back around to finance uh there's a movie called the big short and it starts out with a quote that um something along the lines of it's not what you don't know that gets you in trouble 
it's the stuff that you know for sure that just ain't true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, been there. All this is actually I, I, kind of unexpected. I didn't know we were going to go this route, but uh, this, this is uh, some fun stuff to kind of think about. And um, I don't know, kind of really apply to uh, my daily life. So we'll, we'll see if February can be uh, a little more productive for me or a little more focused or aware. Well, I mean, we sort of diverged a bit, but then we always do. So that's not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's nice. I mean, and that's, I mean, this, if, even if we have no listeners, it's a little bit uh, of, a, of a therapeutic session for me. Just well, the thing of... is, you will know soon because you'll be getting all that hate mail. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> or none. And then in case we can just call it a day, pack this in and be done with it. <laughs> oh, there's one. Ding! Oh, another email. Ding! Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, well, what is your plan for the for the next month? What is your plan for February? Just more of the same or are you going to? Well, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, the plan is pretty much the, to carry on as I, I have been. I'm, um, well, I do. So the Korean thing, I've been learning the Hangu and I do the dramas, but I've also still consistently been doing the language exchanges in French. Um, so I speak weekly with someone in French and I've actually um, started uh, doing more language exchanges in Italian as well. So just to not to fill the time but to to basically make sure i'm not losing what i got i've got a, a couple books uh so i've got a, a french science fiction book on the go and i've got a historical drama in italian that i'm reading and i've got the korean news article that i'm slowly and painfully translating <laughs> Uh, one syllable at a time so yeah i am i'm uh, doing that but i mean i've got lots of uh, lockdown projects on the go i'm building an 8-bit cpu there's loads of wires around my desk at the moment um like programming things and i've got dc motors and all sorts of crap <laughs> so um yeah just keeping myself busy Good, good. I'm, I'm going to do something similar. I'm just going to, similar as before, just I'm going to continue with the Polish and the Indonesian. I don't think I'm close to my Polish goal yet of 500 words, so I do want to ramp that up. I've given given the Pimsleur uh, a small break uh, just to do other things, but I really need to get back into it. See, the thing is about Polish, right? So I've, I've more or less parked that because I'm, I'm not anticipating the uh, gathering thing to go forward and if it does it'll probably be an online thing again so i'm not feeling the urgency to do polish but i do have and i and i i think i talked about this before some some guy i used to work with gave me a whole load of audiobooks in polish so i've got like the hobbit in polish and then the whole of harry potter in polish and then a couple apparently very sort of uh patriotic books uh series in polish but and i was going to do the listening reading thing you know for for for, for polish before we left um yeah. but i've sort of parked that but i do i did spend a bit of time uh taking converting all of those cds into uh mp3s so that i could just listen to them on my phone or whatever so i'm i'm thinking it, but it just depends on whether this is going to come up, you know, because I don't I do have time, but I, listening reading is a large investment in time. And I'm not really sure that I want to go that far. Can And just in the next episode, Dave. Yeah. Can you, can you just read out your hate mail? 
Oh, yeah, <laughs> so sure. I think that would be great. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't think we'll have that much time, but sure. We'll you're you're going to get at least one because I'm going to send you one. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Do it. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, I think we should wrap this up. And okay. um, but no, but thank, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for the chat. Uh, this actually was not what I expected, but it's it's done me a bit of good, and I'm looking forward to hearing you on the uh, actual fluency podcast when uh, when uh, Chris Chris posts post the episode. episode yes. Okay. Well, hey Rick, stay sane. Um, we we, we uh, hopefully that ship sailed already. Yeah. Well, stay 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 healthy and uh, have a beer. And um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. We will. Oh yeah, else. that's a good point. I have a whole load of Guinness downstairs. All right. See you later. All right. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. You've just subjected yourself to the Lollygagging Podcast with Rick Dearman and Dave Prine. If you enjoyed any or all or none of this podcast, please show some love. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a comment. Share with a friend. Send us a nasty email. Download the podcast for later. Tell people you dated us in high school and regret breaking up with us. Don't sue us. And if nothing else, enjoy learning languages. My busy schedule during this lockdown has just been, you know, feeling the whole of Harry Potter.